Don't last. How's that? I'm sorry, it's a day. <laughs> Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. <laughs> the only show that realizes all zombies read Jean-Paul Sartre because they're existentialists. Really? Not? Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, the, the, I think that the sub-note I had to make about this when we were talking, which we had basically a conversation like the one that we started started the network, started the podcast. We essentially had an hour-long conversation that should have been us recording, but... Uh, well, no, I, I, it wasn't an hour. I'm a shell of a human being. Well, no, it was that... Uh, it's 2.30. We had an hour-long conversation. Yeah, I know. Um, that uh, there's that... Uh, I think it's Return... Uh, I think we got... We talked about this off-air before, and now I don't remember 100% what the conversation was. Well, that's was. why I made the note, so I can refresh your memory. Uh, what was the... The note was we were talking... I don't know why we were talking... Oh, yeah, because uh, Dana Ashbrook was on Doug Loves Movies, and yeah. we were talking about um, the Return of the Living Dead series. Oh, and we were talking about how Diary of the Dead was kind of the last really... Well, that it wasn't... Yeah. like Return of the Living Dead was like a really shit film franchise, because it was trying to... Well, it's a reboot of something that didn't make sense because of the Night of the Living Dead. It was like kind said, of like I said, they they were very specific films. Like they were about racism, they were about being alone, they were about eighties mall culture. Like they had a very good point. The Romero stuff. But I'm talking like about I the said, not Romero stuff. But I'm just saying the not Romero stuff. It didn't have a moral center. That's not where there was essential stuff. Um, but I do just, like where your head's at. No, but I'm just saying that's why they didn't make sense. That we were talking about. Um, how one of them, I think in the second one is when the the zombies finally like start talking. Oh god, I hate and that. And they got on like the CB radio and they're like, "Send more brains" or whatever they said. The Send only, more cops. The only time I like the zombies talking is in Zero. Zero Wolf. Zero Wolf. It's like this weird Japanese. Have you seen the ads for the zombie movie, The Girl with All the Gifts? Actually, I really am very interested in that. You not saw, just okay. Because, not just because of Kate Mara, because she looks, like, super interesting in that. Right. But it's one of those, it's kind of one of those, like, almost zombie, also genetic tweaking. Yeah. Also, the but book it looks is supposed really to be fantastic. Fucking good. Yeah, like, it looks it wasn't really a fucking very good. well-received you know, film, but I also why think it was zombies very, are existentialists. Um, like I said, it was a very badly received film, but I also think it was promoted wrong. And it's one of those, like, it really seems like this pharmaceutical company has gone far too fucking far. Well, but it's like the post-apocalyptic, and then like they—it's all about like how how human are you if you're like I think like a second-gen zombie, which we'll we'll get into that now as well as later in our zombie. Looked really, really interesting. Yeah. But one, I don't have time to see movies anymore, like go out and actually see a movie anymore. Uh, It's coming on DVD, I think it now, if not next week. But like I said, it looked really good, and I actually I was really interested to see what the focus was, because I wanted the focus to be on the girl. It is. But the trailer was the focus on Kate Mara, who was like the investigator. Are we talking about the same movie? Yeah. Do, do you want to watch the trailer? The investigator? Like, she came in to oh, look the, at the... Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like the overseer exactly. of the institute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you know what I'm talking about. I thought you meant the teacher. I was like, wait, No, what? no, no. The teacher got way too involved and had a completely skewed vision of it. Everything that was going on. Kate Mara was the one who was supposed to yeah, be yeah, yeah. outside, like, look at this and see if this is something we should keep doing or we should just right, kill yeah, everyone no, she, involved. She, yeah, she oversaw the institute that was well, teaching the this second generation zombies. It. It's like the company that was paying for it sent her in to do an analysis. Yeah. 
Like, if she was the overseer, she would be a monster. I can't remember the name of the characters from Office Space, but yeah, they were the ones that were, like, doing the interviews. Like, what is oh, your job here? They were the Steves, right? Was it the Steves? That doesn't sound right. Well, I mean, I know they weren't the Daves. I think they might have been the Daves. Because it was the whole Because it was John C. McGinley and it, somebody else. Don't... It was John C. McGinley and somebody else well known, all day enough. Oh, it was the guy who... Oh, no, wait, never mind. I was going to say it's the guy who was in Joe Dirt, but he... No, it's not. Like I said, it's the day. He was the guy that was... The guy from Joe Dirt's the guy who was the Jump to Conclusions character. Like I said, it's... Oh, God. The Jump to Conclusions, Matt. Yeah, but he was the one in um, the original Joe Dirt who was like, I heard that Buffalo Bob character stuck a road flare up your bunghole. Hoorah. <laughs> well, like I said, is it the Daves? I think it's the Daves. That sounds right. Like I said, it's John C. McKinley and... Doesn't matter. Um, so, anyway... But like we, I said, no, they were... They're basically like the cost analysis guys. Yeah, yeah, And that's what Kamara is in, in, in The Girl with All the Gifts. And it's um, one of those, like, I, I kind of wanted to... Like, I, I liked that she was supposed to be the outside analyst. Analyst. Analyst? Analyst. Analyst? Which, which analyst? Was, Wait, which one did you just make me say? I said analysis, and you said analyst, so I wanted Analyst. Which yeah. one's the right one? Analyst. Analyst. And, like I said, I only saw the previews. I was very interested in it. It's just, it didn't get a great distribution? I think it was it, one of those, like, I said, like, it, it's, was, it was poorly promoted. It didn't get a good distribution. I think it was... And I think it's going to be one of those that does very well in, like, streaming or DVD. And cult. I mean, it's going to be a cult movie. Um, it's well, it's, in, is, it's it, in the same way that, like, these stars make m so many movies a year or whatever that never get... Where she's not a particular star right now because, you know, the Fantastic Four was so fucking terrible. Well, but, like, Brie Larson, who's, you know, coming up on the Marvel scene... And yet I super hated her in 21 Jump Street. But you know she's, God, I hated she's her so much in twenty one. She's got a movie coming out like called like Firelight or Firefight. Um, so yeah, she's gonna be in this movie, and like, they they make tons of movies. I mean, I haven't watched Dog Eat Dog, which has got Nicolas Cage and Willem Dafoe. I mean, they put these things out all the time. You know, it's really funny. These these movies you know, that never see a lot of day. So I mean, Kate Mara being in this is not necessarily weird. I, I don't know if that was the point or not. Well, the thing is, it's that she was poised to be this giant star, because, you know, she was starring in the new Fantastic Four, and she's in a bunch of other roles. And, and it was a hot young cast, I mean, because really. Because she's a very beautiful girl. Because she's easy on the eyes. Alright. But it's one of those, like, I feel like they were trying to save this to, you know, when Fantastic Four made it big. Which it didn't, because it super sucked. And your director's an awful person. Yeah, and he's so a good I director. <laughs> Sorry, he is. He's not. There he is. No, he isn't. There he is. Examples. Chronicle. It's the only other movie he's made. I feel like that Josh was, Trank? I feel like that was a good script as opposed to a good director. I think it was a wet slubby blowjob to Acura, but I, I, I liked it. No. Gave Dave, uh, gave, um, what's his name? Um, Dane DeHaan his fucking big break. But I'm just saying, I feel like that was more a good was script Michael? as opposed to a good director. And the thing is, like, he... Was Michael Jordan? Not the, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan was... He the, was he in that, too? Chronicle? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't want to say he was, like, the token black dude, but, like, the black friend. 
Well, we there. should move on. Okay, so. Because we have all the stuff to talk about. Let's, 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 last let's week just off. move on. I watched Office Christmas Party. You said you were disappointed. I was. For a staff. Uh, for a staff. Because it's an Office Christmas Party. For a cast so talented, so funny, you had uh, T.J. Miller, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman. Um, who's the one we like off of SNL? I mean, there are a few of them, but uh, no, uh, Kate McKinnon. Oh my God, um, she's so and funny. And there's there's oh there's Lord. another one off of SNL. That's Have you re- seen the Kate McKinnon thing where they're interviewing like the? With, I think it's with. Oh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. It's the, Gosling, the, where he breaks about yeah, no, the, it's, about it's the, the slapping the, her titties no, around. No, it's the alien invasion. Yeah, where they're slapping yeah. her titties. They just knocked him around. But yeah. it's just one of those things where she just lives in every caricature she does. It's so fucking yeah, fantastic. Yeah, no, that's great. But anyways, continue. Office Christmas party. Um, so I mean, feel like huge, they were huge cast. You by had directing and editing. Um, I think it was. I think it was honestly probably editing at best. Um, I mean, it was funny. There are parts I laughed out loud but on. it should have been way more. Uh, they had the, the taxi driver from um, Deadpool in it. Sure. I don't think that was his name in Deadpool. No, his name was like... But it's funny that him and TJ Miller are in it together. No, it's just one of those things. It's at the end of, of Deadpool, and I think I said this to you afterwards, but I... Chris Python. No, but I, no, but like I said, no, but it's, I said it to Brandon when we were walking into Deadpool. I'm like... I really want to know what happened to the taxi driver after he got into an accident with all God, the guns. I hope. No, with all the guns in his car and his cousin in his trunk. I, really I didn't even think about the fucking guns. In the Hello Kitty backpack? Exactly. Oh, shit. Like I said, I really want to know what happens to the taxi driver in the next movie. With all the guns in his car and his cousin in his trunk. Oh, my God. Was it his cousin? It was his cousin, wasn't it? Yeah, because his cousin stole his lady friend. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you should kidnap him. I didn't say that. I'm so proud of you. Kill him. Um, so anyway, wow, uh, office, we've got a fucking slam through this. Yeah, I know. So office Christmas party, uh, not as funny as it could have been. Um, I, I like I said, I, I laughed out loud, but I think a lot of it. I watched the unrated version. Um, I think it was editing because I when I watched the the outtakes or like them improving, you know, over the the end credits, mm-hmm. I was like, why wasn't half of that in the fucking movie? I mean, it's it's a hard R. Like, just go for it. Um, but it is about, you know, a crazy fucking office party at Christmas where Jennifer Aniston is effectively the same character she was in Horrible Bosses, um, trying to shut down this branch of this company she runs with her brother, T.J. Miller. Would love to see the genetic pool on that one. Pass. Uh, uh, it gives us Jennifer Aniston, but it also gives us T.J. Miller. Um, and T.J. Miller is like, you know, kind of the, everyone loves him, but he's a fuck-up. Rich, no, he's, rich, he's, rich he's, fuck-up he's, character. He's Woody Harrelson in Cheers. Um, was he rich in that? No, he's a dumbass, but everyone loves him. He, yes, now add money for that. Um, but everyone loves him. Uh, so, you know, he decides he's going to throw this huge party, even though Jennifer Aniston said no, because um, she's going to close the branch, and he throws this huge party to get this hu- land this huge account. Um, at one point, this guy hires a prostitute to pretend to be his girlfriend, and they mix up the uh, snow for the snow machine with Coke. So the party goes south. Real fast. <laughs> First um, of all, it's pronounced real fast. Real fast. Um, so, uh, it, it, it's funny. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I'd necessarily recommend it, but it's one of those, like, 
if it was if, if it was on in the middle of the afternoon. Free, yeah, it's easy. Oh my god, that's so terrible prostitution wise. No, uh, well it did, but um, it's it's really funny. Um, I, it wasn't the greatest comedy with the, like I said the cast that it had. So underutilized is what you're telling me. Um, I mean Rob Corddry's in it, and I laugh at anything he tends to do. Like I said, underutilized is what you're telling me. Absolutely. Um, uh, and I think editing. I mean, I think they really did pull away so you, from. You have a bad editor. I don't know if you have a. I wouldn't say the editing was bad. I think that is. I think certain shots or certain scenes they could have gone farther on to, to really further the comedy, and they didn't. Okay. Um, What's your next one? Uh, I finished the. <laughs> Finally, I've been only talking about this book for a long time. Um, the Vegetarian by Han Kang, who is a South, Amer- uh, South American, South uh, Korean writer. This book is fucked up. I loved it. Um, they made a movie out of it, and I'm a little itchy about seeing the movie, just based I, on I that I had no, to read the book. I, just, I don't think they can capture that book in a movie. Have you read it? Yeah. You did? Yeah. I mean, it only came out, like, what, ten years ago? I um, don't think... I just don't think it's right? possible. Like the dream sequences alone. Um, so, in case you haven't read it, uh, which I would imagine ninety percent of the people in the world have probably never read this book, um, it's about a woman who has a dream of like human suffering or just suffering. Well, it's basically like torture, pain, the blood. No, um, it, it's the the torture of existing. It's it's consciousness. It's it's the pain of consciousness. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, that's absolutely right. Like, no, I get that that's an awkward description, but it's essentially the pain of consciousness. So she goes it's, from... It's the unbearable Well, it's that consciousness of being. It, it's that she doesn't want to be part of the human brutality on the world, and she doesn't want to be a recipient of that either. So this but, woman but uh, no uh, of out. this South Korean... Well, <laughs> she found one. Um, Suicide? I, I, I'm hard up to call the end of the book suicide, actually. Um, but she, the whole thing is that she becomes a vegetarian after these dreams, um, and weirdly, just that act tears her whole family apart. Um, and the book is written in three huge uh, chapters, uh, from her point of view, from, I think it's the brother-in-law's point of view, and then from her sister's point of view. Which is interesting, because I'd really like to see your parents' point of view. I would not. No, at it's just, all. No, but it's one of those, like... Because the dad's a total dick in it. We don't know his existence. We don't know... You don't know his life? I don't know him, Miss um, Pancakes. But, uh... You know, it was... I... I read... Like, there's a blurb on it from, of all things, O Magazine. And... Ask. And it said, like, you'll read this with your hand in front of your mouth the entire time. Well, but it is. It's one of those... <gasps> and I was like, nah, okay, the first... That first chapter was kind of like, oh, okay, that was a little intense. And then that second chapter was all about the brother-in-law and his obsession with her and the Mongolian mark. Um, I'm actually testing to see if you actually read the book. I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um... But that third chapter, where it's the the sister, and it talks about, like, if 
the roles were reversed and it was like if she let go of reality and wanted no, to become more vegetative like it's fucking insane and like that one I was like I feel like it's the testing of bonds yes I agree but it's one of those like the if you did this and I did this how would we feel about this but like I said I feel like it's the testing of bonds not even just familial bonds but our bonds to the earth or other people I mean like I mean she talks about like that just I'm leaving. not gonna say relationship cause that makes me want to vomit a little bit but I mean like of all society but, it, but it's, it's our humanity people. even like I said it's our connection to other people cause she does that I mean it's not that she doesn't the main character who I whose name I can't remember off the top of my head um it's not that she like actively dis, disengages from her relationship that just happens because she wants to not be not prom- how do I just say it to not that's saying engage like nine fucking times but she doesn't want to experience yeah like human brutality on any level either as a source or as well, one of those where she wants to be a singular being and that's literally she wants to be a plant by the end of it because no but it's, she wants to be a singular being with no feelings with no hope no desire. I, I disagree. I disagree with that. But it's one of those where it's impossible to not have connections to other people in your world. Like, plants may germinate and make other plants. People don't do that. I, I disagree. You always I, have, on a very base level, an emotional connection to something else ultimately, at some point. I think ultimately it was about her not wanting to hurt anyone else and to not be hurt herself. What? It's, it's kind of an, a lazy emotional stance not to be hurt ever. Decide to do something else. Lazy emotional stance. Like, let me run. Let me run, 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 run. Yeah, but halfway through the book she's I'm not saying she did anything wrong. No, I... We're talking about the same book, right? Yes. Okay, we've all wanted to be a plant at some point. Tell me you haven't. I have not. Really, imagine you being like a really thorny rose bush. I don't want to be a fire truck when I grow up. No, as a plant. As oh. a plant. Mmm... No. No. Thorny rub? No. Like something with a lot of thorns. But a beautiful center, you're saying. Yeah. Or a... I said... I said... Yeah, yeah. Um, you could be Kennedy Rose. You could be white roses with a lot of thorns. I'd be a white oleander. I poisonous. <laughs> um... What's your next? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll think about that. We'll, we'll, What's your next? That, that'll be a, that'll be a thing on damn. If I could be any tree, what tree would I be? I said plants. I know. Um, I watched Moana, which my note the says. The a friend of mine. Its name is Steve. Um, Steve the Ocean. <laughs> Don't text that. No, uh, no, not the the toll driver. That's Jimmy. Dick, move, Jimmy. Um, so, uh, my note says, it's effectively 
Fury Road on the ocean with singing and an awesomely dipshit chicken. One, that chicken is awesomely dipshit. Sorry, nobody can hear me muffling my laughter. I'm sorry. Um, but no, like, effectively, they're just being chased. It's like Mad Max. I think at one point they actually turned back around when they're being, like, chased by the coconut pirates. Um, and this movie's obviously been out on DVD and was out in theaters for a while. And why are you on your phone, Deb? Explain to the audience why you're disconnecting. What? Explain to the audience why you're disconnecting. Disconnect. Are you going to become a vegetarian so again? I learn about how bad I was. Oh, well, I don't know why you'd want to even look at that. Because my phone went off and I looked an alert about how fat I was. Is that a new app? No, it's because of my new scale. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, that's right, that happened. Now you feel like a dick, don't you? No. No, I don't. Yeah, you pointed that out to everyone who was listening. Your scale's a dick. No, I'm chubby. Oh. Well, you did just have your vacation. I, mean, you're, I, I did, wanted... it was a great vacation. Continue on. Mono's so, great. Moana. Oh, just that it's effectively Mad Max Fury Road on the ocean. Uh, the chicken's great. I didn't actually mind the songs. Um, I've never well, seen I, Hamilton. I like, I like musicals. I don't. Did you know that The Rock actually sang in that? Hamilton? No. Moana. <laughs> well, that, was, that was funny. That was Come good. On, that was really That was funny. good. I thought you meant that accidentally. You meant it, per- meant it purposely. That was good. So, for The Rock, um, I accidentally, while I was in Vegas, watched the movie with him and Kevin Hart. What's it called? Central Intelligence. It wasn't, it's funny! It wasn't terrible, and I no. actually really liked how much The Rock wore a fanny pack. Which is a reference to The Rock wearing a fanny pack Well, it's from him and, like, school. the chain and the high, the high neck. You know that's based shirt. on his high school picture, right? I'm pretty sure that actually is his high school picture. Yeah. Well, not the fat, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, no. But when he comes I up against... I watched Central Intelligence. First of all, Kevin Hart's fiancé way hotter than he deserves. That is Kevin Hart. What does he call himself? Like, Chocolate Hammer or something like that? Um, lightning? Chocolate. No, it's like, it's, it's like... Chocolate hammer? Something like no, that. No, it's something where he does, like, like, the chocolate lightning or the chocolate... Yeah, chocolate. whatever he is on, like, yeah. Like I said, accidentally caught it on HBO at the hotel. Funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah! I thought The Rock it was wasn't terrible. unbelievably endearing as the awkward kid. Oh my god, who is... Is it Jason Bateman, I think, is the... No, it's, um, Aaron... Uh, not Aaron from, Paul. From Break... Yeah, it is Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. No. Yes. The one that he confronts? He's black. Oh, no, no, no. That's Jason Bateman that he confronts. Oh, my God. Aaron Paul is the bad guy. Yeah, Aaron Paul's a bad guy. But when you see... Jason Bateman is the dick bad at their... Where he tries to, like, make amends? Sorry, their high school reunion where he punches him right in the face. But, like, he tries to, like... He's like... And Jason Bateman's like, I'm so sorry. Not really! And he, like... And, and, like, Kevin Hart's... You're a dick! Yeah, and he punches him right in the fucking face. Yeah, and... But, like, they're all grown up in The Rock is The Rock, and Kevin Hart's like... Why don't you just fucking kill that guy with your thumb? Like you can because you're in the CIA and you lift weights like every five seconds or whatever that joke was. You can lift, bro. And I'm not even going to dignify that. Um, and The Rock looks in that like window and sees his like fat self. Oh, the feels. Because we're, we're, high, we're, we're high school kids in our head. Like that's a mentality thing. Where he had such a sweetness to him and such an innocence. A vulnerability. Like I said, it was as dumb a movie as that was. It was a super dumb movie. Oh, yeah. Because it was a crazy dumb movie. It was very sweet. 
Actually, it had all the feels. Were you about to cry? No, I wasn't. Would okay. you like me to? Yeah, that's a weird thing. That's a weird threat. Would you like me to cry? Well, I can go put on the fake eyelashes again. irritated my eyes. I cried. Oh, okay. I was like, what's the connect on that one? Um, so, DCTV, uh, let's we'll jump to, uh, how far are you in? Are you caught I'm up? Not even a little bit. Unless we're talking about iZombie, I'm out. Uh, okay. Well, Legends had their, uh, season finale. I've been getting shamed a lot. Yeah, you said every week, jump ahead. No, no, no. I've been getting shamed a lot about not binging the first two seasons of Legends on Netflix and yeah. then getting into the jam. Um, if I have time to speak, I'll do it. Sorry, I took a vacation. I oh, it's not just you. Don't Stop make it. me take that away. Don't make me take that away. Stop it. You're not taking that away. Then stop looking at it. What are we talking about? Yeah, all right, that solves both of our problems. Um, don't worry about just what happened. Oh, five hands my boobs. Ugh. Um, why did I say ugh? So anyway, Legends, uh, I know you don't care about spoilers. Their season uh, finale was... Three? Th two. No, because there are two seasons up on Netflix. Season two descended. Did they put it up on Netflix that quick? Sure. That's not what the CW normally does. They normally put up the new season right before the next season starts. Okay, well, season two's over. Okay. Because season one was the Time Pigs, and season two is Legion of Doom. So, moving on. I know Deb doesn't like it, but they broke time, which is awesome! Uh, because they landed in the world of Command D, which I'm super excited for. Uh, which is basically a post-apocalyptic California with motherfucking dinosaurs. Um, I am psyched t for the next season. I really I'm am. I'm sorry, I really want the Venture Brothers joke where they have the Nazis riding the dinosaurs with the Gatling guns. Or was that in Kung Fury? It might have no, been no, in both. No. Well, first of all... <laughs> might have been in both. First of all, one, it's the Brock fever dream when he's in, like, the dream can. Oh, uh, right, right, right. And two, yeah, it was kind of Kung Fury. It was. But it was also Axe Cop. Because they had Wexler. Wexler, yeah. yeah. The Transformers with so machine you know guns. So we both remember his name? Uh, no, his name yeah. is awesome. Yeah, they had Wexler, which was the Transformers works with Gatling guns. Okay, so you said you wanted to say something about iZombie. We're two episodes into the third season. Um, I'm actually really impressed with how they've managed to kind of grow the show. I agree. They started out really small. And they started taking jumps to kind of make it bigger and bigger and bigger, like world-wise, not just show-wise. I think like, world-wise and cast-wise. I mean, not cast-wise, but like the fact that like at the start of season three, pretty much everyone's in. I mean, Clive knows, Major knows. Actually, I really love how Clive has dealt with everything. I love how Clive has acquired the knowledge, and he's been like, oh, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. He's <laughs> like, well, in my life. Whereas the thing is, just one of those is just, I imagine Clive at home, having a drink, listening to a record and being like, well, let's go to sleep and deal with this again tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Not fully processing, but just going, cool. Well, that this happened. happened. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. like I said, still I not a huge fan of Major. I like him a little bit better. Uh, no, especially it's, on... It's, it's uh, not, did you see the second episode? I did. It's not that I hate Major. I have 17-year-old girl brain. Except it's not that I hate Major. It's that they've taken so long to make him likable. 
And I think that finally him being on different brains will make him likable. And that's the thing is that we've always loved Liv on different brains, i.e. grumpy old Liv. Yes. Also, Liv when she was on the teenage brains. It was the same episode where they had the girl from Arrow with the short hair. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it was one of those, I'm free after fourth period. We yeah. can talk about it then. Yeah. Um, but I did like the, on this new episode. Oh, and Frat Liv. I love Frat Liv when she was wearing a caution tape dress. Uh, ooh, well, I did too. Exactly, yeah. Um... So anyway, we'll get into iZombie premiere. Um, you have the always fun, always clever named corporate entity, Fillmore Graves. Didn't. I laugh way farther than it. Way farther. I said I laugh way harder than I should have on that one. It may have just been a point that I'm like, it's Rob Thomas. Come on, you know he's going to do it. I mean, the main character is named Liv Moore. I mean... So, Fillmore Graves, so, fantastic. I was in Vegas, like we know, and so I share a audio... I, I have audible.com. I share an audio book library with a friend of mine, and she started listening to a series I've talked about before. My Life is a White Trash Zombie fan, uh, a White Trash Zombie. Yeah, we've talked about it. And so she listened to the first book. She's like, I kind of feel like they ripped off iZombie. And I'm like, no, for two reasons. One, iZombie was not iZombie, because the original character was a grave digger. From the comics. Correct. Yeah. And two, this was published a number of years before. Okay. But it's still one of those, like, I, there's so many facets of one idea that can be explored so many different yeah. ways. And so it's like, I love that in season three, they're taking on the zombies in a completely different way. In that they're the minority, and they're being, they're afraid of humans, which you don't see. Um, and they're worried about D-Day, which is Discovery Day. But it's also one of those, like, in the first episode, when she runs into the kid that Clive actually knows, mm. he says to her, you should die in tan. Uh, did you see the, I think... The follow-up, yeah, when mm. everybody gets murdered. Well, no, I was going to say all the posters in the background where it's like, tan and die, don't be that guy. Like, the posters in the background are fucking hilarious. But it's one of those things where I actually really like that Liv stands out, because she doesn't try and hide who she is. But, For the most part. I mean... But she's also a big threat to the larger minority. To the larger minority? She's not dying in tanning, so she might be the person yeah. that they identify as the threat. Correct. And that leads them to everyone else. And it does hurt me a little bit when Major, you know, joins up and becomes part of the one because he can't get a job anywhere else. And he still can't deal with the fact that he's a zombie because Major is too Major. Major can't deal with Major being a Major? Uh, major being a Major... Major being a zombie? Major's the Riley. He uh, hates that he's not Liv, and he can't help Liv like how he wants to help Liv. Mm, I disagree on this season. Okay. I think he was the Riley last season. Very much mm, so. Mm. I mean, he could have worked for the initiative. Is that what it was called? That's actually what it was called. Yeah. Um, but I think this season, he's, he's, he's owning it. But I, just, I keep waiting for him to be, like, coming in and, you know, telling her that John Doe is butt-face. What does that even mean? Ass-face. Do you not remember when Spike had the trigger? Do whatever you need to do to help ass-face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I know that was a weird reference, but I... Yeah, I, no, it, it, was, it, was, keep, it was deep. Like, I'm like, wait, what? No, it's, I keep waiting to get to that point where it's like, him and Liv aren't even connected anymore, but he still cares about her, but he's so deep into this organization that it's not a thing. He's not deep yet. 
Because obviously, but like he's highly skilled and highly motivated. He's gonna be crazy. When he's not on seventeen-year-old brains, and they've added, Sorry. and they've added the whole twist of like, where do the like brain in a tube come from? The the gogurt of brains. So, what's your theory on the brain packets? Don't have one. Don't need one. Um, yet. Well, like I said in the series I was talking about earlier, White Crash Zombie, the brain packets are all from like a whole series of funeral homes. Yeah, but the thing about the brain packets, the 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 the, the brain gert, I'm gonna call it, um, which I'm guaranteeing they're gonna We've they're gonna come make, up with a better name. For yeah, that. but I guarantee they'll make a go gert joke eventually. Um, those like brain tubes, um, they say they don't create. Was it no personalities, no visions? Okay, so it's supposed to be an artificial substance. <sighs> you assume. Well, if it's no personality, no visions, one would think it'd be so something So what's artificial with no brains? Life. Like I said, it'd be something with no life. Oh my god. Is it zombie brains? No, wouldn't that make them sick? Because I don't think zombies can eat other zombies. They've never talked about it. It could be. Um, I'm thinking something a lot more gross and terrifying. Fetus? Oh, oh! Stem cell? No. Well, oh, stem yeah. cell, fine, but actual fetus brains? No, thank you. It's the only thing that would not have any life experience to absorb. I, I still think fetus has life experience, despite my pro-choice stance. But, I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, I don't want to get into a whole political I, thing I about think, it, but... No, I think the CW's not going to go there. I, I... I think they might go there. Okay, moving on. It's unborn baby brains. Moving on! They can't, do they eat animal brains? I mean... They've never really talked about that either. Right, right, right. And I mean, I know that like... And they never really talked about what they fed Hope. Who's Hope? The rat. Right. The zombie rat. Right. And new Hope. Uh, I, I assume human brains on that one. But like I said, they never really talked about what they fed him. I, I assume human well, brains. Well, that's what I would assume, too, because, I mean, that's what Robbie has access to. Exactly. Just, yeah, exactly. Um, They've never really talked about that. But, I mean, like, it, when you get into Preacher and they talk about, I don't want to get off on a huge thing here, but... You're going to get off on a huge thing. No, I'm not. Uh, but, you know, when... Um, put it back in your tits. Um, Everyone thinks I pull the tit out now. No. Um... But, like, uh, uh, Cassidy says at one point, he goes, it doesn't matter where the blood comes from, whether it's, you know, a steak or human, blood is blood. Well, the so, his brain is brains. Is is brains. Is brains, brains brains. Exactly. Well, the, the funny thing, though, is that I've had this conversation with a few different co-workers of mine about when does it change from blood to meat juice? Mm, okay. I, I see what you're... I, yeah, okay. I can see where you're going on that yeah. one. For a second, I was like, "Wait, what?" Um, well, no, it's the brains and brains thing. When does it change from blood to meat juice? When does it change from brains? Well, to I think animal? brains is brains. I mean, I, I mean that in the literal way. I mean, I think. But I mean, that's, brains that's, are brains. It doesn't. I mean, in terms of blood of like, is blood, or that's blood a staple is staple of like so many vampire movies. Is that you can't drink from animals. Is 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 a zombie? Well, thing. that's you not true. They no, but it's, get into that Nan Rice. Like the guy lived off of like rats rat. or something. Same in Preacher. But it's one of those things like, can zombie live off zombie brains? No. And the funny thing is, um, I'm guessing you've ever read... Because it's already diseased. I think they need fresh very, brains. It was a or very short-lived comic called Zombie King. 
Like it did not last for very long. And it talked about the zombies going back to base instincts. And in the first Attacking issue... themselves? No, in the first issue it was eat, fuck, survive. So in the first issue, a farmer comes across a zombie trying to fuck his cow. Oh, I see. They go, like, all the way down to basic... Base instincts, like I said. So it's like, is is the cow brain enough? Actually, I'm more interested, more interested in if the cow pussy's enough. I think I have it somewhere in my single issue, so you can look on the... What do you mean? He's fucking a cow, right? Oh, God, that farmer was horrified. It was fantastic. It was actually a really good opening to a series. Why? Because you knew exactly what you were going to get from the series, too, because you were shocked as hell. We'll get into we'll get into openings in a second. Um, uh, continue on, sir. I know you're not watching it. I am, so we'll speed through this one. Agents of Shield. Uh, I meant to make an edit point, and it's just not going to happen. Uh, um, this season comes back on part three. Um, there are some series you know that do like you know season like Breaking Bad season season five A and B. They do like the winter finale and the spring premiere. Yeah, Walking like Dead, that. perfect yeah. example. Um, Agents of Shield did that as well. Um, first part was Ghost Rider, which sucked. Everyone hated it. Yeah. It was extremely poorly received and poorly reviewed. Yeah. Second part of it was LMD, which was, I'm sorry, fucking awesome. Um, and this last chunk is called a what if, which I love that as the Marvel reference. Um, but they're basically cast into. I think we've talked about this. Uh, the team is cast into a alternate world, effectively the Matrix, um, called the Framework, where they all work for Hydra. And the biggest thing is that each one of them have, has had a regret or mistake fixed, and how did that shape their life thereafter? Well, it's kind of a Futurama thing, though, where they have the alternate universe where a coin toss turns the other way. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's the... What do they call that machine? The what-if machine? Is it called the what-if machine? Is that got the finger longer to push thing the button? Longer. Thing longer. Is it thing longer? It's thing longer. <laughs> but yes, it's the what if machine. Yeah. But it's the, the what if one choice made something different. Or what if this mistake was corrected? Yeah, yeah. Same thing. It's the what if machine. So, I love it because in this world, Hydra beat Shield. Um, so my notes say into the Matrix. We went into the framework um, that Sky or Daisy, um, Daisy and Emma go into the framework of their own free will to liberate the rest of the team. Um, I loved the sight... I wouldn't call it a sight gag, but like kind of the weird reference, um, that there was an Alex Pierce High School, which was Robert Redford's character in uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, my God. So I kind of like they named a high school after him in the Hydra world. I love world. the idea. Right? Like, kind of fun. Like, right? You know, you know like, like he's a... Yeah, like, he, he would be, like, one of no, the guys. He'd be the George Washington of Hydra. Well, no, the Red Skull would be. But you know what I mean. But still. That's weird. Um, Um, What was the name of the um, vice principal in the second Die Hard? In the second Die Hard? Vice principal. 
Well, no, because the school was named after him, so he was the vice Third president. Third diehard. No, he was the vice president. No, he was, it was, I just watched it. You're talking about, what's 23 out of 46? Yeah, it was, he was the... That's the third diehard, and it was Andrew... Ooh. No, it wasn't Andrew. Chester A. Arthur. Thank you. He's the Chester A. Arthur of that universe. There you go. Um, and that's Die Hard 3, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Die Hard 3. You're right. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Because Die Hard 2 was... Um, Die Harder. Filmed at Stapleton, actually. Yes, with William Sandler was the bad guy in that. And I actually have a friend that is a background character in that with his crazy, ridiculous punk rock hairdo. Is it like Roland? No, it's not Roland. Oh. This is way before Rolanda. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you're thinking Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. I just got done watching a Die Hard. But like I said, Chester A. Arthur. Yeah, because it's the the trucker that is yeah, like. Thank you. The, no, it's it's like the bus driver or the the delivery driver that knows all the random trivia. It's the construction driver for the aqueduct. Yeah. I I literally just watched the movie last yeah, week. Thank you. Chester A. Arthur. So he's the Chester, Chester A. Arthur, Arthur of Hydra. The, of Hydra. Um, I can't believe we just had a five minute conversation about that. But I yes. Wasn't five minutes, but yeah, it was damn close. Uh, so anyway, so I loved that sight gag. Um, Coulson kind of remembers because he had his brain fucked with with, with the Tahiti yeah, project. Yeah. Um, well, by S.H.I.E.L.D. using Kree technology. Um, okay. And uh, I'm just happy Coulson's back. Uh, he back remembers, again. he joins... Coulson's back. Guess who's friend. back? Coulson. Um, Coulson's back. By the way, I, I do want to take a quick sidebar. I know we said we wouldn't do a lot of side talk on this one, but... Uh. I do want to take a quick sidebar. When do you think they are going to reintroduce Coulson into the Avengers? Like I don't know if they're like, you know what I mean. I don't know who they're going to bother. Here's the thing: is that I really like what they're doing. And Marvel's killing it, but like the Avengers effectively are based on avenging Coulson. But it's one of those (laughs) things where it's like Shield's failing horribly. Nobody likes S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't fucking fuck with me on this. Okay. It's not a good show. It's not getting good ratings. Oh, I... Okay. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, no, I'm with you. They're not doing well on their network television dealings. Uh So it's one of those, either they want to introduce Coulson back and make him part of the cinematic universe. He still is. Or they're just going to... The show's part of the cinematic universe. Except it's really not. Like I said, either they're going to introduce him back soon, or they're not going to introduce him back at all, and just going to ignore everything. I, that won't happen under Jeff Bell and, and Jeff Lowe. Um, they might be their own little corner, but they're always going to be part of the MCU. Uh, not Major Crimes Unit, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, was that a fart sound or a scoff? I can't tell. It was both. Okay. So I'm sorry. I- S.H.I.E.L.D. struggled from the beginning. I don't think it ever found its footing. It was never that interesting to me, and I think it's too expensive to produce. I... You either need to integrate it in, turn it into a Netflix, or get the fuck rid of it. I think the the networks have realized that maybe give some... Maybe give Joss Whedon some time to give something legs. Yeah, Whedon doesn't really have a lot to do with it anymore. It's mostly Zack. He's still... No, Zach's great. I'm not having Which zero, is still Whedon. Like I said, I had zero uh, problems Zach with Zach. And, and Jed. Like I said, it's more the fact that... It, and his wife. I can't remember her name off the top It's a bad time slot. It's not a good network. 
and frankly, I don't think it should have been networked. It's television the only network that could it could be on because Disney should, owns ABC. I don't think it should have been networked to begin with. I disagree. I think it's ended up it, it's ups and downs. I agree with that, but I think this last like the LMD like the B season of this. Yeah, who followed that? Like maybe less than ten percent of the original original audience. I don't have the math in front of me. Don't bring it up. I'm going to. I I wouldn't say ten percent. I'd say fifty. Um, I, I'd then? give them that much. No, I mean you're. It's enough that it's on there, and it's good. It's on there because the Avengers is paying for it, not because it's making money. As long as I keep getting great stories, I don't care where the money comes from. I would have rather them make more Agent Carter than watch this crap. In that we disagree. <clears throat> Sorry. No. I I don't I think. Disagree. I'm fine with that. I I don't think Agent Carter. It was fun. I liked it. And, oh no! And, and do don't I get me see, wrong. No, no. Do I want to see an Agent of Carter every six months? No, I don't. I would love to see an Agent of Carter like every three years. I would love to see her I, like, folded into S.H.I.E.L.D. in a way that, like, they have flashbacks. Like I said, no, I would love to see a miniseries event every couple years. You know what I, mean? I would love to see, like, what, what, like I just said, like, I, I think I would like to see, like, flashback episodes of the old SSR or whatever S.H.I.E.L.D. used to be. I think it was the SSR. I should uh, say SSR. I said R afterwards. Um, and have uh, Haley Atwell and, and, and I can't think of the guy who it was the original Jarvis. Um, who I, I loved and I loved his wife well it, it um, looks like Ray Fiennes but it's not Ray Fiennes yeah and it's not Joseph Fiennes either um, but I would love to have he didn't even look vaguely like Joseph Fiennes yeah he looked vaguely like Joseph Fiennes he did not Joseph Fiennes is dark and somewhat I was going to say somewhat Latino or Spaniard Ray Fiennes is white and looks a lot more like original age You're, I'm, I'm talking about Ray Fiennes' brother who looks just like him that's much yeah they have similar features, they do not have similar color. We'll agree to disagree on that one as well. Um, I I don't agree at all. Uh, he looks way too much like his brother. Yes. Especially on, uh, well, okay, I guess with makeup on uh, American Horror Story. Because he was on uh, Asylum, I think. I'm going to sneeze. Okay. It's going to take a few minutes. Great. Well, then I will talk about uh, the end of my notes for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love that uh, Evil Fitz... Yeah, we're still doing this. Uh, evil so Fitz... So many notes for such a stupid show. It's the last fucking note, so calm the fuck down. Um, I love that Fitz in the framework, they're like, he can't be evil, he's Fitz. He's fucking evil, and I like that they're giving that actor another aspect to play off well, of. Well, here's the thing, though, is if you think of evil fits in the framework, it's pretty easy for me to accept that. How about you? It's, like, a, li- it's a little hard being no, a, no, I've I watched the show. No, no, I absolutely see evil fits. That he's basically like fucking Goebbels? Like, he's a basically... Which, by the way, I just read a really good article recently about how his younger brother basically kicked him in the dick and saved a crap load of Jews. Fuck you, Goebbels. Oh, I thought you meant the guy that played... No, no. I was, I was like, wait, what? No, I was reading a really good Well, way to go, uh, Steve Goebbels. It was actually Andrew or Anderson or something like that. Andy Goebbels. He sounds like a member no, of the I was Bee reading. Juice. I was um, reading a really... Wow. 
Goebbels, Gibbs. I was, I was reading a really good article on Cracked about members of the SS or Nazi Party whose younger brothers basically kicked them right in the dick. Nice. Like it was a phenomenal article, but still considering. Uh, so, so the fact that no, like Fitz, the, the, the fact that like Fitz did so, like Fitz, they were like they're never gonna shoot. Okay, so in the framework, but there I, are a handful. I can see evil Fitz. I'm sorry. No, hold on. There are a handful of people in the framework that are not alive. Like that's where their consciousness lives. Like once they're dead in the framework, they're gone forever. And one of them is the whole point of why the framework was built was to save this one dying woman who the one of the guys loved, right? Great. Cool. Established. And fucking Thanks, evil asshole. fits was just like everyone was like he's not going to fucking kill her. He's not going to kill her in cold blood. And he fucking does. No, I can totally see evil fits doing that. The evil thing fits is that like, fits meh. And here's what's going to happen probably next season is that Fitz may or may not remember doing that, yeah. but his love, Gemma, the other side of Fitz and Simmons, um, will remember that he did that and may not be able to bring that up to him. That might be another thing that's on their obstacle course of love, which is effectively Joss Whedon, so I think he has a bit more to play than uh, you think. So, um, next... Speaking of Marvel, the Thor teaser dropped. Holy Ragnarok. fuck. I think we, as everyone else did, up to and including Thor, when the Hulk is revealed, went, Yes! Um, Actually, I believe I said, Yes, Queen! I don't... What did you just do? I'm a girl. Okay. Um... I think it looks great. I think the title treatment looks very 80s, which, which is interesting. Sense, enough. Um, I love... Is it Kate... Blanchett? Kate Blanchett? As, as Hela? Or Hela? The Queen of the Underground? Underworld? You know what I'm talking about? Are we talking about the vegetarian? <laughs> this is the vegetarian of trailers? Cool. What, what, what does her eyes look like? What do her eyes look like? Uh, you know. You look like you could fall into them forever. <laughs> what weird thing is happening right now? I'm more teasing you. But yes, I'm pretty sure it's Kate Blanchett. Don't make me and hate you. <laughs> I will smack you right in the fucking tit. And I will hand you twenty dollars to leave. <laughs> oh wait, you live here. Um. Can I have my twenty dollars. I. We will get through this in a timely manner. <laughs> Um, I do have a twin. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, so, the teaser trailer for, uh, Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Fucking phenomenal. Millions of questions. We're not going to get into all of them. Uh, one is, why is Thor chained up? Uh, is he hotter with long hair or short hair? Yeah. It actually depends on the situation. I'm like, is, is cool, apparently this weighs no, heavily no, no, on just, no, uh, what episode knows, of Jersey is, is Shore you're watching. No, is he trying to save me from, you know, the Red Dawn, or is he Thor breaking the hockey mug? Also, Another! Is uh, that also he's married, so he's good looking, but I'm dry down there. Yeah. Well, um, no, that's just my deal. If he's married, I'm not interested. There was leaked footage from a comic convention uh, that showed Mark Ruffalo being abducted, we'll say, 
and ending up on an alien planet where he freaks out and turns into the Hulk. Which is funny because I really want Hulk planet. So, uh, yeah, Planet Hulk. This is the closest I think we're going to get. Um, I think Dude, that... Dude, why would they do that? That's not worth a movie, but still. It's totally worth a movie, I think, but it, I think it works well in combination with Ragnarok. Um, you know that, that basic theology I, I behind think, Ragnarok, right? Yes. Okay. Twilight of the Guns. Yeah. Well, no, but it's the, just... The, the end of Asgard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I'm like, Twilight if, of the if, Gods. if you die, you either go to Valhalla or you get chosen to fight Ragnarok. Which is... Like the end of times in terms of it's, it's the end of Norse days. mythology. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's the end of days. Yeah. So, uh, not to be confused with Roanoke, as I had a conversation with someone a couple days ago with. Uncomfortable. Uh, it was. Um, how did the Hulk get there? Why is he there? Why is Thor there? What is I? The thing is, the only thing that could take down Asgard is. Maybe an Infinity Stone. You know, here's the thing, though, is that and they've got I've been talking to you for quite some time now about how I've been listening to the Iron Dream Chronicles. Okay. And he actually has an interaction with them before Ragnarok, where he ends up killing the um, World Serpent. Well, he kills the World Squirrel. And the, the did you say the World Squirrel? He lives in the World Tree. If you look up North Mythology, it makes sense. Yeah, no, the, yeah, I get it. Well, the like one that Odin hung off of, but there's a world squirrel. Yeah, there's a squirrel that runs up and down the tree, and, and he carries insults between the serpent and the eagle. Okay. Um, but what's the name of the seers? The what? The seers. Seers. They see the future. They like augers or whatever. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Like I said, you have the three seers of the Norse mythology. Oh, 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 yes, oh, thank you. oh, like the, the, the maiden, the crone, and the mother, or yes, whatever. Yes, I can't think of what they're actually called. They're, they're not the fates, but, um, I don't know about the furies. They're not the furies. That's what they're called in the Sandman comics. But no, yeah. the furies kill people that kill their, um, kin. Yeah, the, 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 the women of fates, yeah. But like I said, so in this in, in the Iron Druid Chronicles, at some point he ends up killing the Fates, and he basically nullifies all the prophecies about Ragnarok. Okay. And so that actually ends up being a huge plot point. Okay. So it's one of those where I'm wondering if something like that happens in this, because there are prophecies about Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. Do we really think this is going to happen in the Thor movie? No, not really. No. No, because I don't of even know. Of course not. Why, why would they happen? Okay. Also, Odin hasn't ever been introduced as a character. Why would they introduce Odin for Ragnarok? Are you fucking serious? Do you think Odin's going to be a bad guy? Oh, sorry, you're right. Odin is Anthony Hopkins, and then... Who took over after Anthony Hopkins? Loki? No, I mean, they had another actor, because he wasn't available. What are you talking about? He dropped in, like, that weird coma at the end of uh, Thor 2, after Rene Russo died, and then, like, Loki was, like, masquerading as him. And they never dealt with that, did they? No, that's why there's a third movie. Also, where's the Loki Pokestick? stick? In Vision. That was in Avengers 2. It's been a long time! I don't have enough breadcrumbs to get back from what you were talking about! I think we're done here. <laughs>
I think that the Grand Master, who's another, like, cosmic immortal, much like uh, Benicio del Toro's uh, The Collector, who is Space Liberace. I don't think he's a Grand Vision. I think he's just a dick bag. A what? Dick bag. No, before that. I don't think he's a Grand Vision. I think he's just a dick bag. One of the, like, the immortals, the cosmic immortals? Yeah, he's, he's one of the cosmic immortals. No, it's, I don't think he has. And he's related to the Grandmaster. No, I get Played by Jeff Goldblum, who, by the way, does not come off as Space Liberace, but comes off as Space Jeff Goldblum, which I love. Does he look like a big, sexy pooping crane? Yeah, that's Jeff Goldblum. He does come look like a cosmic, yeah. Yeah, big, sexy pooping crane. Uh-huh. Thanks, Will and Grace. Okay. Anyhow. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just going to slam through the rest of this stuff and then we'll spend the rest quiet. of the episode on one quiet. thing. No, because you are... I know you're back from vacation. I'm sorry. I'm still on vacation. And, um, I'm seriously The, the last, last ten minutes, I'm sure people are like, what the fuck is happening? I'm on vacation mode. Uh, let me just slam through this stuff. We'll get to something you want to talk about and then we can just wrap up. Uh, rest in peace, Don Rickles. That sucked. Um, Actually, Mr. I, Warmth. No, when I was in Vegas, pretty much every casino had a big oh, sign sure. up R.E.P. Don Rickles. It was really nice, actually. Man shook fucking Fra Frank Sinatra's hand. But it's just one of those things where I really liked that all of the casinos actually paid tribute. Yeah. Um, Archer Dreamland premiered. I'm not thrilled. Deb, I don't know if you've got an opinion on I this. It's very short. It okay. Great. I'm not thrilled. It's. It's it's gimmicky like Archer Vice was, but I liked Archer Vice. So we'll see. I haven't watched, I haven't watched the second episode. We'll see where it goes. All I know they is that they put it on FXX. They sent it to die because they want to save that network, but nothing can save that fucking network. Even Archer. Uh, I watched Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Say it uh, right. Teen Titans. Okay, I was like, wait, did I, did I miss say Judas? Judas contract. Um, folks, I loved it. Um, I didn't read the comics. I wasn't really in the comics at that stage because I was so young. The story took about two years to tell in comics. Um, this kind of did it in, a, in a, qu a quick movie. It was a hard PG-13, and Deb, I know you're going, hard PG-13. Actually, it wasn't because I know exactly what that means, especially in something animated. Uh, that means you do see decapitation. Exactly. And at one point, Nightwing calls Deathstroke an asshole, which was fucking awesome. Um, you do have, I think, I heard dick, shit, an asshole. Um, and then uh, Starfire is uh, very, uh, let's say, filterless in terms of her Jingo? physical relationship with Nightwing. The Jingo. Yeah, boing, boing. So... Listen to the deal on. Don't worry about it. But uh, I loved it. I, I, I love the storyline of the Judas Contract. Um, you did have kind of a few cameos of people that should have been there, like Donna Troy and Jericho. Um, we'll see what that yeah, leads into. Troy from Star Trek. Yeah, that one. Or Donna Troy from uh, DC uh, Comics. On, no, I know. I know. I got you. Not a Ferengi. You got the ears right. So, uh, <laughs> or, or Whoopi Goldberg, I'm not sure which one. Um. Her name was Guy Is that what you're going to call it? 
No. You go to the gynecologist? No, in Star Trek, her name is Gyne. You go to the gynecologist? I thought that could have been a I do right. wonder why she doesn't have eyebrows. Oh, she got pig eyes? No, she just doesn't have eyebrows. Pig eyes? And she's black, though. It's not the same thing. Is that racist? No, it's not. It's just her eyes look different without eyebrows. Like, I would look... Okay, horrible. let's put a kibosh on this right now. Um, I mean, not in a bad way. Uh, the new Star Wars trailer, real um, big gut punch. Real big gut punch. You know, there wasn't a whole lot to it um, in terms of... Yeah, there was a visual nod to Looper, which I liked, because it's Ryan Johnson, the writer-director. Um, both Looper and Episode Eight. Uh, there's light, and there's darkness, and there's a rebel... Do you not like the... Mark Hamill talking about how he thinks it's the end of the time of the Jedi. And that would be the gut punch where Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, folks, says, and that's why the Jedi's must end. Well, it's one of those things where, especially if you know more of the mythology, you know that he had a wife. And that mythology does not exist anymore. Mythos, I should have said mythos. Uh, no, but none of it exists anymore. It doesn't, unfortunately. But it's just one of those things where it's like, if you know a little bit more about the mythos, kind of like his state of being makes sense, where he's like, you know, everything I ever did basically ended in shit, and I think we're done here. It's one of those, blam, done, out. Lightsaber drop. Yeah, it's basically what it is. Uh, I think they're going to get into what happened with him training Rilo Ken, Ky- Kylo, Kylo Ren, I'll say correctly. Um, you know ben that, Solo. You know that emo band. Rilo Ken? Rilo, yeah, Rilo Kylie and the Knights of Riley. Um, I would watch the fuck out of them. Are you kidding me? I would watch the Jenny, Jenny, If Jenny, was it Jenny Lawrence? Jenny Lewiston. Oh my god. I'd watch her as a Jedi all the time. So, anywho. Wrap up that emo hint. Were they emo? Yeah, they were emo. They were more alternative than anything else. And extremely, you know. I do, I do like Rilo. I do like Rilo. I like San Francisco, Eugene, Oregon. Put a bird on it. Yeah. I, I do like Rilo. Um, put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. That's Portland, dude. Yes, but it's lastly, still it's still her. Lastly, and I'm sorry we're slamming through the last. End Are of we going to talk about Sandman Slim? We're going to talk about Sandman Slim. I have been bugging you about this for almost a year now. I think. Sure. No, I mean I listened to the first one a really long time ago and said, hey. This reminded me of Strange's Kindness. I think you'd enjoy this book. And you're like, yeah, whatever. And then I kept, I'll get there when I get there. And I kept reading the series and reading the series and the series and the series. And then you randomly picked up book one. Well, it was then I almost left Barnes, Barnes and Noble empty handed. With nothing? Uh, you almost got some Funkos. But unfortunately, okay, I had to order... The, no, here's the thing. The rule is... Until I get another bookshelf, I'm not allowed to get any Funkos. Oh, good, because this was a double pack, uh, Barnes and Noble exclusive. Don't tell me that. She Hulk and Spider Gwen. No, no. <clears throat> As I told my sister, because she's got a Gaston for me from the live action Beauty and the Beast. Apparently, his chin's hilarious. But like I said, until I get another bookshelf, I'm not allowed to get any more Funko dolls. Okay. That's the rule. So I'll collect them for you until yeah, you get pretty, another bookcase. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. So the same in Slim series, and I'm. Sorry, I can't remember the name of the guy who writes it. I think it's Robert Cadry. Cadry. Uh, K-A-D-R-E-Y. I know the last name. Um, uh, Richard. Richard Cadry. Richard Cadry. Thank you. 
Okay. Um, no, um, I, he's eight books in? Nine books in? Nine books. The ninth book just came out this year. And, like I said, I picked up the series on a whim because it got recommended to me by my Audible. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it immediately. One, because he came back in a burning jeans, uh, germs t-shirt. Correct. In the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And I kept recommending it to you and recommending it to you. And I would I, love to hear what you think about the first. Have you gotten into, like, half the second book or no? I am... Well, let's let's talk about the first book first. So I almost left the Barnes and Noble empty-handed, and then I remembered that recommended a series to me. Richard Cadbury, Sandman Slim. Correct. They had the first book. I bought it. Which is funny because I told you every every Barnes and Noble I've been in, they have at least three books of that series. But they're They're never never chronological. Yeah, they had books one and eight when I was there, and I went, "Well, I'll start with one, obviously." Um, And much. Like, when I get into shows, I'll always get, like, one season or one episode. And be like, do I like this? Do I like this or not? And they're like, I need all of this. And then that happens. So, I bought the first book, which is just called Sam Insulin. And it's a pretty easy read. And the thing is, it actually doesn't even get into everything I like about the series. It's a good palate cleanser, and it's it's a great amuse-bouche. A what? Amuse-bouche. Is that a germ? It's basically an appetizer to give you the flavors of the meal. Ah, okay. Um, I basically read this book in one sitting. It's a pretty easy book. Um, it is, but it's 400 pages. Um, it just happened that last week I had Monday off from the network, Monday off from the day job, slammed through the fucker, loved every aspect of it. Everything with Cherry Darling and her creepy-ass fucking have friends. have not got to Cherry... Oh, the the anime... Yeah, the Lolita girls that have the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there are so, so many, There's creepy. so many aspects of... We're not going to get into all of them. But I will say, um, it is very... Layered. It is very layered. Incredibly engaging. Incredibly engaging. I love all the pop culture references. The guy's phrasing is ridiculous. And I mean that in the best possible way because I'm going to start calling every baby I see a crib lizard. Um, and I want to talk about real quick, not in deep detail, um, he has A, a knack for pulling the like prelude quotes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I can't remember what novel it's pulled off of or the other writer that it's attributed to, but I love the line... The stupider people, the stupider people think you are, the more surprised they'll be when you kill them. Well, I love that. It's, it's very John Ridley. That was in, the first book, by the way. It's, it's in the very first part of the first book where he comes back from hell in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and he needs money and he needs a jacket. And he rips off Brad Pitt, or somebody refers to as Brad Pitt. He rips off a guy in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery doing coke wearing a shark skin jacket. Yes. And then he ends up wandering into the greatest bar of all time. The bam- Bamboo House of Dolls. Bamboo House of Dolls. With the greatest bartender of all time, Carlos. Ah, uh, Carlos. What's interesting is that I really love when he ends up going to deal with Kasabian. Yes. And he What's ends in the very up, beginning of the book. Like I said, he book. ends up completely taking over this video store. Max Overdrive. Which ends up in the later series being just a dying business and him trying to deal with keeping himself in clothes and somewhere to sleep and having some kind of money with a shit-ass, like I said, with a shit-ass VHS store. That would be the second. 
book. Uh, it gets more interesting as the series goes on, but it's, I love the fact that he actually kept that as an element in the series. Is that he has this crappy-ass VHS store somewhere off of, you know, Hollywood and Vine. He has to try... Or Los Angeles or whatever it is. You know yeah. what I mean? But like I said, it's right off like Hollywood and Vine that he has to try and make money off of. Remind me about the fact that you're dropping very specific local references in a moment. Um, because we really haven't gotten to what the book is about. And I want to do that because we're talking about it. So effectively, this character got sucked down to hell for reasons. Don't get into them. Spoilers. Nope. Got sucked down to hell. Um, spent years uh, in hell being toughened up in different ways well, by different was, reasons. He was in the uh, arena. Yeah. And then became. He was essentially gladiator. Yes. And then, and then effectively then became, became a hitman. Yeah. Uh, escaped hell and comes to avenge uh, not only his being sent to hell, but his girlfriend's death. Alice. Yes. Who I know comes back later, and we're not going to talk about that, because I know you're like I, I so many books I actually wasn't going to. Okay. So. I said, um, it comes back to Avenge Alice, which I actually thought was super single-minded in the, in the first book, but I mean, as you get like, farther on in the series, it makes that's a little what bit I more hear. sense. Especially if you know more about his childhood and his background. It makes more sense that he was super fixated on this particular girl. Okay. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, I loved it. I know that we've You've compared it to Stranger Kindness, I, my first I novel. I didn't mean like they were the same book. I no, just no. thought that they complemented each other. Yes, yeah. and I agree. And you and I had talked off air uh, before you left for vacation, before you left for Vegas. I'm sorry, Vegas wrecked me. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, that our books, uh, well, mine it's, and it's, his... It's the sci-fi and the fantasy and the fantasy and the sci-fi. Uh, called Urban Fantasy. Oh, sorry, so no sorry. It was the urban and the fantasy and the fantasy and the urban. Excuse Correct. Me, excuse me. That his is more fantasy-based fantasy. and mine's more urban. Yeah. Um, and that's not knocking Kadri at all. At all. Um, he just has more more overtly magical elements. More, um, I wouldn't say high fantasy. But I mean... Well, as you get into the series, there's a lot more high fantasy elements, which I actually think you will really like. Which... Because they're very um, cerebral. Kind of twitchy around. Like I said, they're very cerebral, which I think okay. you'll very like. Like I said, I think you'll like them a great deal. But okay. yours are a lot more urban. Yeah. You like the, you touch this and you touch that, and now we're after the A. While hers are like, his are like, you touch this and you touch that, and now I throw a ball of plasma. Yeah, like, yeah, which my, my books wouldn't have. Um, well, the funny thing is, is that, especially after I read the first book and I got into the books after that, the whole scene in the first book with them throwing the plasma walls at each other is kind of lazy. I think so. But when you get into the other books, you're like, wow, that was just him getting comfortable in the universe. Now everything else makes sense. Okay. Well, I look forward to I, I bought the second and third books. Um, well, every time I called you from Vegas, you assumed I was calling to talk about Sandman Slim. At one point, I've, I was I've only about, owned the books an hour. I haven't finished them yet. Which... Do you want to talk about that, by the way? Last time I called you? I called you and you said, I've only owned the books for an hour, I though I haven't read them. literally much. just said that out loud. No, but I'm just saying, my response was, I called you to talk about the Tokyo Ghoul live-action trailer. Which is terrible. Yeah? It's terrible. Do you have any more to say about Sam and Slim, or do we just want to slam through everything else? That's it. Tokyo Ghoul trailer... Visually, it's okay. It's okay. Shaking my head. Yeah, you don't like anything about it? I don't. Do you find one positive? 
Um, mistakes I made this week. Um, the only mistake I've made is not trying to iron fist a giant Jenga set. I should have proven myself as an immortal weapon. I really don't think you should have. One, because Iron Fist sucked, and two, because Giant Jenga That's why I should be the next sucks. Iron Fist. So also because Giant Jenga See? also sucks. See? So it all works out. I'm um, taking out two things that suck by being awesome. Mistake I made this week. Let me think. I was in Vegas all week, so there was a lot of German and French people around. The Germans were nice. The French still suck. Also, who the fuck thinks they should take children to Vegas? People that say it's Circus Circus, is that the whole thing? No, we were in the Orleans and the Palms, and there were people with children. I'm sorry, what the hell do you think you're going to do with children in Vegas? Also, you can still sell them. them. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I actually did pretty well. I'm a tiny bit sunburned, but if I didn't want to get sunburned, apparently I would have had to apply every 15 minutes as opposed to every half hour. So, mistakes I made this week. People in Vegas don't know how to go through security and they don't know how to fly. I not only got caught behind people in security that didn't realize they couldn't carry beers through, I got caught boarding the flight with people that didn't realize they couldn't carry beers through. Thanks, Vegas. I had a great time. It was a good time, but yeah, mistakes I made this week. Um, social contract? No airport security. Put your belt in your purse, take off your shoes, don't have a bunch of shit in your pockets. Like beers. <laughs> Literally, like I said, I was shocked they tried to make it through security, and I could not believe those people tried to walk on the plane. Like, I get that there's no liquor laws in Vegas. Basically, there's no fucking liquor laws. No, but I know, but it's an airport, you're getting on a plane, and when that plane leaves, it's not Vegas. First of all, this bitch tried to fucking cut in front of us boarding, and I boxed her out using my carry-on bag. Nice. Very subtly. I like this. Nobody can see me, like, leaning super, super jackassy and putting my bag in front of her. That's what you do. Like, I wasn't even vaguely subtle. Second of all, Becky was right behind me, and I'm walking down the... She went to Vegas with her friend Becky. Everybody knows Becky. They're talking about Like I said, I'm walking down the... What's the thing between the plane and the... Is it just called the walkway? Uh, yeah, it connects the plane yeah. to the... Yeah, is it just called the walkway? Tarmac, maybe? Well, no, no, tarmac's the, when the they tarmac's land. The tarmac's the actual, like... Landing yeah. lady. Landing lady. I don't know, the sleeve between the plane and the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm walking down that. Becky's five seconds You're the port dick to the plane pussy. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And she starts laughing hysterically. I'm like, what? She's like, the people behind us that tried to cut in line in front of us were trying to get on a plane with beers and are now having a fight with the gate agent. And are now what? Having a fight with the uh, with the gate agent. Gate agent? The dude that Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I yeah. just want to make sure. Yeah. You can't get on with like, a, what is it, like two or three ounce thing of no, shampoo no, shoved up no, your No, that's ass? actually not shoe. Not shoe. Like I said, after you get through security, you're pretty much allowed to walk on with whatever liquid you want. Okay. You're not allowed to walk with alcohol. Well, right. Because liquor laws are different everywhere. Also you're more likely to be disrupted. And how else would they sell you tiny bottles on the plane if you're bringing your own beer in? I like in? to pretend they're doll booze. 
I like to pretend I'm a raging alcoholic and be like, Daddy needs his medicine. Do you have a mistake you made this week or a social contract, i.e. other than, okay, I'm sorry, I really hate it when I go through security behind somebody who's more than 60 years old because they have no fucking idea how to handle security. Nope. I think you basically asked and answered my own question. No, but it's just one of those things where it's like, bags in different bags, I was going to say bags in different cases, jacket off, shoes in, no metal on, I'm good. How hard is that? Not hard at all. Crazy. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.